Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to Becky Left the Chat, scheduled for one fall feed. My name is Pat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jen. Hello. So, I want to welcome everybody right now to get started off the top to Kalamazoo, Michigan, home of Kaopectate. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the rumors I've been hearing. The dad jokes. Pretty good. These, yeah. These couple episodes, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we're going to be covering... A couple weeks here, we're going to be covering April 25th, May 2nd, and May 9th, all on the Superstars thread, all available now on Peacock. Um, not a shameless plug, just uh, what what they're available on and what we saw them on. Yeah, we, much um, much preferable. Yes, 100%. To... I, I would say the quality um, has gone up significantly in terms of uh, our enjoyment to watch it and then rewatch it and talk about it. I so. do miss the little snippets of old commercials that we would sometimes get true but the sound cutting out on half of the episodes was really just a lot intolerable (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was a lot so here we are um working through these first couple weeks and trying to really you know on our side we're really just trying to kind of i guess establish what you know, we, we haven't looked too far in the future, but we are trying to establish where a lot of these feuds are kind of going. Um, I, I don't really know, Jen. I mean, I, I think these are, I think as kind of one, the way we consume this, it was pretty good. The backside of one episode into then, you know, two other tapings. I just feel like it was uh, pretty good. This first one was taped April 8th, um, 1992 in Kalamazoo. And then the May 2nd, one was also taped in Kalamazoo, and then the last one, the May 9th, was in Syracuse. But um, we kind of mapped it all out. Some pretty decent promos. Um, as we know, we just came off of our WrestleMania episode. A bunch of guys are on uh, break, on hiatus, may or may not um, be back with the company. So we have a bunch of feuds that are starting to kind of burgeon for the rest of the year. So we have Vincent Perfect that are here giving us everything. And... We're currently just kind of barreling towards, I guess, SummerSlam, right? I mean, I, I, that's that's kind of what we think. I mean, we, I mean, we don't know of any other pay-per-views on the horizon. I'm pretty so. sure that's, an, yeah, that's the next pay-per-view. Because this is before King of the Ring. Yeah. So Or before that was a pay-per-view event. So I'm going to run through some of these matches. Oh, wow. <clears throat> There's actually, did you know that on the May 9th edition of Superstars, there was a dark match? Which probably would have been the best match. I'll, I'll tell you what it is here in a second. But I'll run through the matches. I'll start at the top. Spo- I, that, that's a, yeah, that's well, a that's, cliffhanger that you just gave me. I know. Because when you hear what it is, you're going to be like, oh. <laughs> so April 25th, there was a dark match. Bushwhackers versus Barry Hardy and Kato. Another dark match. Randy Savage, as the champion, defeating IRS to retain his championship. That's an 11-minute match. Well, like, why did they do this? Because I... I, I know, I know why they do it. Because they want to show you lots of people to keep you invested with all yep. these different superstars. But really, I would rather watch an 11-minute Macho Man IRS match. Well, so then we had Ric Flair against Ron Comberlidge. British Bulldog against Kevin Kruger. Beverly Brothers against Mike Freedom and Eric Collins. Sergeant Slaughter against the Brooklyn Brawler. Shawn Michaels against George Anderson. The Natural Disasters against Ken Carlson and Tom Stone. And The Berserker with Mr. Fuji versus The Undertaker. But didn't we also have Sergeant Slaughter versus the BK Brawler? Yeah, I said that. Sergeant oh. Slaughter against the Brooklyn Brawler. Yep. Oh, hi. It's early. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, um, the main match here, and this is the April 25th Kalamazoo show, the main match here was uh, the Berserker-Undertaker one that's setting up their feud, um, as far as that goes. This is the April goes. 25th show. Yes, that's what I said. I thought you said May 9th. No, when I get to the May 9th and I tell you the dark match, you're going to be like, okay. oh, no, I'm running through just down the no, road. No, 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 I... Hi, this is my first time. It's it's okay. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're learning. But the Berserker-Undertaker match uh, that ended in no contest... We're going to then see again in the next week what it was. Berserker brought a sword. He hit him on the back with a sword. He stabbed the sword into the ground. He uh, pile drove Undertaker into the concrete, but it's just not enough. And this is really the, the face turn they're trying to make for the Undertaker. That's really all I kind of gather from this. Um, Shawn Michaels, again, uh, has left the building. Mm-hmm. We're getting more mm-hmm. of those. Well, you get a full announcement. It's not just uh-huh. the, the commentators. It's the, the Fink announcing it, yeah. And then we have, uh, you know, of course, Ric Flair um, and, you know, rematch at some point because Hulk wants to make that happen. Hulk? Hulk. <laughs> Macho <laughs> Man. Uh, on the May 2nd episode, again, stemming from that April 8th show. Yeah. We had the Big Boss Man against Mark Roberts, Papa Shango against Red Tyler. Papa Shango now is starting to slowly have a beef with Ultimate Warrior. Why? I don't know. Uh, Tatanka against Brian Costello, also now having a beef or a return matchup beef with uh, our man, the model Rick Martel, who steals his feathers. I mean, it's just really, they're they're laying in the silliness of, of whatever that beef's going to be. Uh, Money Inc., which is IRS and Ted DiBiase, defeated Chris Hahn and Ron Cumberledge to retain their title. Ron Cumberledge getting a little double action. He was also just in a match that we mentioned. Then High Energy, they're sighting. They're fun, right? Coco Beware and Owen Hart. They have a parrot. I know. Dwayne Gill, future uh, light heavyweight champion Dwayne Gill, and Tom Bennett. And then the Ultimate Warrior beat Skinner in a minute and a half match. So that was... Hmm. Hmm. And then finally, <laughs> we move on to Syracuse. So we have... I'll leave the dark match for last because... Wait, do we know where Shawn Michaels is? He's left the building. Oh, but he's in Syracuse, so that's not good. Uh, I know. You're, you're going to hear why. So, I'm going to give you the matches we saw. And then I'll tell you the, the dark match was very strange, but I guess this is how they used to do it. Bret Hart defeated Skull Von Cruz to retain the IC title. I bet he was. I bet that was a, it was a close call right there. Maybe. Maybe. Kamala is back, and he beat Sonny Blaze, 48 seconds. El Matador defeated Bob Bradley. Legion of Doom defeated Mark Kay and Terry Davis. Crush defeated Kato in his debut. That was a Crush debut. Love love this original just straight up 90s outfit, right? It's, it's great. Spoiler, it's dope. Ric Flair <laughs> with Mr. Perfect. Spoiler, it's dope. Defeated Sergeant Slaughter. <clears throat> and finally, we had the Nasty Boys against Bill Pierce and Brian Breiger. Breiger. Do you know what a... A dark match was here. No, I've been waiting on the edge of my seat. Shawn Michaels, when Sensational Sari defeated Bret Hart via countout in an IC title match. Damn. So it's one of those things that obviously that match was there for the crowd, just like Macho Man's match was there for the crowd, but they're not showing it because they don't actually want to push that feud for the TV audience, but it was there for the crowd. Well, they are pushing that feud. So my guess is that they just want to show... All these other characters to get people invested in all of them. Because they're pushing that Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels feud. They're pushing it on TV. But they're pushing it via promos. They're not pushing it live. So I'm sure these guys are working together in behind the scenes here, obviously. So at this show, which was filmed on... 
uh, April 29th, they had that match for the crowd there, right? And so Shawn Michaels won, and he beat Bret Hart by the countout. So he wins, but then we don't change the title, so we don't need to change anything in TV land. But there, he won. And so I'm like, man, I would have loved to have seen that match. Right? Well, let's see if we can, maybe we could find it. Maybe we can. And we know that they're barreling towards what is billed to be a ladder match between the two of them. Yeah, SummerSlam, but it's not going to happen. Right. But yeah. That, that feud's not going to happen. They're building this feud that's not going to go anywhere. So obviously they're practicing the feud and working on it behind the scenes, which we know that that's what they do, especially in the early era, the early Raw era, where we're seeing a lot of the same few people. Uh, well, this is pre-Raw, but there is yeah. a ladder match. I think it's in July that you can find on YouTube between them. Yeah, ready for getting ready for mm-hmm. probably that August SummerSlam. But that, that was a match rundown. We really had a lot of, I would say, you know, my takeaway from these couple when we put them together is that it's a unique time right now because we're going we still have a lot of the old guard and i think we were talking about we may do like a fantasy draft where we kind of like draft all of our people for like a, an ultimate 1992 card and show and um do it. It, it kind of in honor of the uh new wwe game that's out where you can do that you could be your own gm and draft everything and you know not a plug for the game we're just you know enjoying stuff and we just kind of came up with the idea we, we, we might get a couple friends together um, and do this draft with all these people because there's just such a level of really, really good mid-card guys right now and mm-hmm. a lot of guys that are really ascending that you wouldn't be upset if you were like, hey, you know, that the champion for my brand is going to be, you know... I mean, I, I could see it be. A, you're going to have maybe one with a Ric Flair, one with a Randy Savage. You can have an Ultimate Warrior. You can have you have some of these legacy guys. But then also some of these younger, like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, and these guys are going to grow into being really awesome dudes. You know, really, really good in the ring. Really good workers. You have Undertaker. You have a lot of guys. I mean, obviously we're missing, um, but I think it's a little bit of a fresh air, but we're obviously missing some of the older guard. You know, we we spent a lot of time talking about and, and loving on Jake Roberts and just the ridiculousness of him, but he's gone now. Yeah, I miss him. You know, I, is he gone? Gone? Like, is he gone? Well, I know he I comes back in a while. I, I, I do think he's gone for a while. Um, okay. And we're getting back into that realm, which. I've never been a huge fan myself. I don't know. Maybe you can chime in with how you feel, Jen. But I've never been a huge fan of, like, the tag team. Just a, a just a straight tag team. And when the tag team dominates the card, not a huge fan. I like it in a Survivor Series type s- setup. But my favorite Survivor Series, as we talked about, is always just the four random people. And I think yours, too. You know, I think it's maybe 94 or 95 and it's like Sid and just like all these people that are like friend enemies oh yeah they make like a a random they only do that one time they make like a random match and it's just like people that don't like each other on the same team and that are feuding it's and at first I was like this is so dumb and then the match happened and it was my favorite Survivor Series match like you know it was was entertaining and I mean for me I, I I just, I gravitate more towards, like, I enjoy the tag team stuff, but the problem I run into is sometimes you have guys like Earthquake and the Natural Disasters, and you just look at them, and you're like, nobody's going to beat them. Like, nobody should beat them. And it makes sense, right? You look at the Beverly Brothers versus them, and you're like, they, like, how would this really work, you know? And it doesn't work in quite the way you want it to, and like, Owen Hart and Coco Beware. Like, it'd be really hard for that, that, that David Goliath setup to work, I think, like, as a tag team. Versus, like, you know, you, you get some of these some of these other ones 
where you have people that are kind of thrown together, especially more in the Attitude Era, where you're like Kane and X-Bach are a tag team. Even or, like Money, Inc. is kind of like that. Money, Inc. is fun. They are two singles They're guys like that. that they put together because they both love money. Yeah. And I mean... And, and, I mean and but I, I agree with you. I It was never really my favorite thing, but um, like the, the tag teams like that are obviously a duo that like you couldn't... You feel yeah. weird separating or... You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they have a duo gimmick together. You yeah. Know? Like, even like LOD, like... it. LOD's definitely the... I, I mean, they're, the they're the top. Yeah. To me, it's LOD. Yeah. To me, there's there's two levels. There's LOD at the top, and then, like, Bushwhackers at the bottom, but they're on the, the awesome graph, right? Because Bushwhackers, you know exactly what you can get. Then they become... They, like, they morph into kind of, like, the headbangers later on during the Attitude Era, where you're like, they're not really jobbers. They're fun. Mm, you know what they, you're going to get. But then they kind of are. are and they are. Like, okay. Like, you're going to be there to put over this, like, next tag team, but you put on a good match, and you guys are, like, entertaining. You have a fun gimmick. Whereas, like, LOD, you're like, okay, these guys can definitely beat anybody, right? But they just don't seem to work solo. So it's cool, but it's just not my thing. And that, it, you know, I, I look at these matches sometimes as, if I was going to get up and go make myself a snack or something, like, it would probably be during, like, one of these tag team matches, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe not an LOD match, I think. No. no but LOD yeah, LOD no. Match, I, I might I, stick around. But like if it's, you know, Beverly Bellers, Nasty Boys, like no offense to anybody. I like them. I think yeah. they all can do some, some really good in-ring in work. Yeah, if we're watching a pay-per-view, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're watching Superstars, I mean. That's one where I'm going to go walk the dog or let the dog out or whatever it is. Right, but you're, you're only getting like, I mean, and now I feel like this, this time you're starting to get real matches sprinkled in to like these, the straight jobber matches. Um. So, obviously, you're going to go make yourself a snack during, like, one of these, yeah, I, I don't know, Texas Tornado versus a jobber. Like, no offense, Tex, but I'm that's when I'm going to get my snack, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's really, it's really fun, I think, in, in terms of just kind of making, uh, ma- making sense of the whole thing to kind of get a reset like this, where the roster, their roster has been reset since WrestleMania. Now, we're starting to see these feuds kind of build. Whereas last year we came in, in the beginning of the year we came in to a bunch of live action, right? We came into that long-standing at that point, Jake and Macho Man feud and Ric Flair's coming in and all this stuff. Like now we're kind of like we're building our next set of storylines to get us to, you know, the end of the year. And I think a lot of the, the guys that are here, a lot of the singles guys, it's fun. They they're they can put on some good matches. You can really enjoy them. And you can see a little bit of that old school flair as well as that kind of new school um, work that they're doing as well. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. You mean Flair like Ric Flair? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, Ric Flair's fun. Ric, Ric, Ric Flair's fun. He's I don't know if you fun. meant that kind of Flair or like office space like Flair. Mm, I don't um, pieces of Flair. Yeah, no, this is really like, it's a cool time because you really have both, right? You have the old guys and you have all this these new people coming in. I mean, we're about to get Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. Um, Yokozuna, all these people are about to drop and you still have Ric Flair and I mean, Macho Man stays away around, he stays around for a while, but you know, you just, you just lost Hulk Hogan. He's coming back, but you know, so it is, it is really like a unique and special time for the World Wrestling Federation. Now who we didn't see was our man Psycho Seth. We saw him in a promo. Yeah, well, that's I was going to segue right into some storyline updates and promos. We did not see him in, in action, which is okay. We, you know, I, I, I feel like with Sid, at least myself, um, I like the specter of Sid. Yeah. I necessarily like 
you know, I, I like him being the bodyguard. I like him being around. I like him calling people out and breaking sets. I don't need him just to come out and powerbomb somebody. Like, I'm fine with the fact that we're getting some of these other guys a little bit of action. Yeah. But we, we didn't have him. We had a promo, yeah. So we know we he's around, but uh, he's around. yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the feuds that we noted that are kind of starting to bubble in, in this three-week spurt. Undertaker, Berserker. Like we said at the top, they had a match. It ended poorly for, uh, I would say, both parties. Um, Undertaker took a pile driver on the concrete, but then got up, which I is mean, not what Berserker was expecting. I really, I feel like... It ended worse for Berserker because that Taker got right up and was just following it. Like now, now you have an Undertaker trying to bring you down. Let's call him V. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't sound, it doesn't look good. No. Also, I don't know, not to be redundant, but the Berserker, mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Then we That's had great. the LOD and Beverly Brothers. They were cutting promos against each other, and they're getting ready to have some sort of feud. Yeah, the Beverly Brothers keep calling them the Legion of Sissies. And and, and they, they seem to be that second tier, that, like, challenger tier for Money, Inc. You know, I'm not saying 100%, because it, it seems like it seems like there's almost, like, two levels. It's, like, kind of Money, Inc. and Natural Disasters. Because as we know from our last couple, couple shows that we put out, like, Money, Inc. had that awesome, like, I don't give a shit, I'm just walking out with my titles win. Over natural disasters, oh, that's, that's even the best. though natural disasters won, they're like, "Nah, we're good. Yeah. We're out of here. Yeah, like, yeah. like we are just protecting our investment. Like we're gone." So that was fun. So now I, I think those are like kind of the two top tier. And Maybe then, the Nasty Boys too. Well, I was gonna say like right below that is like Nasty Boys, Beverly Brothers, and like LOD because LOD is back now. They kind of came back right around that WrestleMania and then the UK Rampage, so they're back in it. I'm having a hard time with you putting Legion of Doom on the same tier. As Beverly Brothers. No, well, Beverly Brothers is... The, they're, like... So, Beverly Brothers is shooting their shot up to that tier. Mm-hmm. So, they're, like, putting themselves there. But I would say, like, the top two... You know, if you had to say who's the number one contender, like, if you're throwing out another pay-per-view right now, it probably would be the Natural Disasters just because of their size. You just really feel like, okay, who's going to beat them? Also, I feel like they're more popular. Like, their yeah. popularity is... Well, because Earthquake was, was pretty popular. <laughs> he was a popular guy. And he's going to have a really cool moment. One of my favorite. Water yeah, he moments. is. But, like, LOD is, like... People freaking love LOD. Well, yeah, but LOD was gone. That's what I'm saying. Oh, this yeah, is their yeah, first yeah. No, get, back. Okay. So now they're just immediately inserting them back at the top, which they should be. Right, right. And then you kind of got to bump people down. Because really, it's the Nasty Boys, Beverly Brothers on that like kind of second tier. But LOD's there because they haven't jumped up in into that top spot. So the LOD, Beverly Brothers, they're starting their feud. We have a Sid Warrior feud. As well as a Papa Shango warrior feud. Like, everybody wants a piece of the warrior. Everybody wants a piece of the warrior. Because I think they're trying to, you know, position him as the, the tier one good guy. And then Macho Man's just the champion. Because I don't really think they know where to pivot yet. Uh, obviously, we know. We know. And you guys know. But at the time, I don't think they know, like, where we're going to go with this championship. So, that's a burgeoning feud. We obviously, we discussed before, Sean and Brett. I mean, that's that's out there. Yeah. So, Sean and Brett are supposed to meet at SummerSlam. Supposed to meet for the IC title. As we mentioned, they had a dark match for the IC title. It's supposed to potentially be a ladder match. I've seen their ladder match. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's nothing like the Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels iconic ladder match, but it's really cool. And I think that I won't say it's a missed opportunity. 
because I do think that what we get at SummerSlam is awesome with Bret Hart. Oh, with uh, Davy Boy and yeah. Bret Hart? Yeah, like, I think that is awesome. But I think it's one of these things that it's just it's cool to see where this could have started and maybe could have gone some. And then, I mean, obviously they're going to be going for the big belt. Well, also you can see why they had so many more pay-per-views eventually. I mean, obviously to make money, but also, like, it would be cool to see, like, a match between Brett and Sean, a ladder match. <clears throat> Brett actually dropped the title and then Davy Boy beat Sean. And I get that he's that's like the, the brother-in-law thing with him and Brett. So, I mean, that's cool, too. But, you know, I, I mean, there's there's definitely room for more matches that we, you know. Yeah. That they're not going to show on Superstars. You, right. You know, like, right. so it's kind of like, oh, you have four opportunities a year now. The four pay-per-views to see these, like, big matches. Right. And, and Maybe a Saturday night event. main event or something. And, uh, wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, we're we're... You know, that's part of why we're doubling and this week tripling up just to kind of catch up a little bit because we're trying to push through to get to more of the, you know, that kind of golden age, early Raw where we're getting a lot of stuff and a lot of matches and then, you know, into that middle part of Raw, like that 95 section where you're really getting titles changing hands or storylines moving pretty well and, you know, five, six, seven, eight pay-per-views a year so that there's really more payoff. You know, six weeks, eight weeks, boom, payoff. Because right now, we really don't know. We, we just don't know where it's going. <clears throat> um, I mean, we know SummerSlam, but we haven't really heard any promos or any of the stuff from the... Uh, yeah, they're, they're not they're not pushing it yet. They're not, like, they're not pushing a card for SummerSlam. It's just like, yo, buy the WBF magazine. Well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there <laughs> like with that's the what, That's what I'm, we're trying. I'm saving that bomb for the end. But we do have a, we also have a Tatanka Rick Martel, like we mentioned. Um, t- Rick Martel sprayed arrogance into Tatanka. Right face. in his eyeball. Right in his eyeball. Right in the eyeball. Arrogance. And I mean, Emmy Award goes to Tatanka for being in the back, freaking out with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Freaking out. Because well, I mean, he got some arrogance in his eyes. I mean, there's nothing more you can do. I'm glad I've never had been. It looked very painful. I'm sure it was. We had a Repo Man British Bulldog sighting. They showed us a match. Oh, yeah, it's from a challenge episode. From a wrestling challenge. And in that match, um, it was rough because British Bulldog was hung, which was kind of... from Yeah, by a, from a leash. From a quote-unquote leash. He's a dog. Because he was going to do his running power slam finish to Repo Man and ended up knocking out the ref, and then it just became a thing, and Repo Man grabbed his chain. It was a lot. It was... I'll say that in terms of gimmicks that, to me, are comical but also deeply disturbing, <laughs> just a repo man like tying people up all the time by like a like a you know tow truck chain is a lot because he's just so seems so silly. His gimmick seems so silly, right? He comes the out whole, with a trench coat and he's like the whole thing. The, I, it looks like the Hamburglar, just... and then he's just doing this like aggressive move where he's like just a like, hanging Davy Boy. Like it's a lot. Not a fan of that. <laughs> he does look like the hamburger. <laughs> um, and then we had the Mountie and Sergeant Slaughter start their feud. Now, their feud, again, it's, I, I, think it's, I think it's a legacy thing on Sergeant Slaughter's side. Because he's, he's part of that old guard. And I'm not saying Mountie's not part of the older guard. He's been around a while. But I just really think that's like a legacy thing just to kind of fill a gap and a space to have somebody hold the IC title. They're both claiming that they're going for the heavyweight title, but I just don't think that either one of them has enough push at this point to get to get there. Right. 
So, I mean, Mouthy, as we know, had a, his long-standing feud with Brett, or when Brett became a singles guy, and now it's just, he's going to have a feud with Slaughter. Slaughter says he'll fight anybody. He just wants to get the title. And I guess they're doing the, like, America versus Canada, Canada yeah. type yep. thing. They're, um, they're running that angle again to just really jam that home. There was no Hacksaw Jim Duggan sighting. Like, why are we trying to create beef between two countries that get along perfectly well? I know. It's you know? It's... <laughs> We had uh, we had no hacksaw sighting, so you know that little tag team they had going. Oh yeah, maybe so maybe now, he's gone now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Slaughter's just I haven't seen any promos from him or anything. Nope. So I think Slaughter's just doing this kind of regular solo work, and then that's why I'm saying they 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 seem to fit in that IC realm, but both you know are claiming to have aspirations for heavyweight title. You know they kind of do, but I feel like at this point, um, and maybe Mountie does more than Slaughter, but at this point, it really feels like the IC title is the up and coming. Mm-hmm. new guy title you know so like to give it to slaughter would feel i don't know like there are times and i think you and i have talked about this where the icy title feels like really important throughout our rewatch right because right now i mean right now we're in 92 but personally you and i are in like 99 mm-hmm. and there are times it feels like this really important big deal and there's other times it just kind of feels like an afterthought a little bit or like it's not really like i don't even like know who has it sometimes um and that just be, could be because we're watching so much wrestling so fast, but I, I don't think so. I think that when a guy like Brett has a title, he really, like, makes it seem legit. You know, and, and to kind of to piggyback off that, just while we're here talking about it, I think what it becomes is when you, sometimes people, I, I think anyway, especially when you're rewatching it at the volume that we are, and it's not weekly, where, you know, if you missed one of these episodes, you might not have seen, you know, the Mountie cutting his promo or the Mountie appearing in that slaughter match and, and, you know, hitting him with the shock stick or whatever it is. But you're like, I know the Mountie. And I think that's what a lot of old wrestling was. Like, I know this person. I know that person because their gimmick stuck around so long. And I think as we get later on and there's more exposure and you're watching it more and we get more into the Monday Night Wars, it's like, holy shit, Stone Cold Steve Austin is a force of nature. The Rock is awesome, right? Like, Gold dust when he first comes out and gets the title. <laughs> Razor Ramon. And you're like, but those guys, you know, and, and especially in the case of like Razor and Gold Dust, they just didn't seem to have it to push them over the other guys that were at the top. But they were so awesome in where they were. And you wanted to see them work and they put on a great show. But their gimmick only went so far. So when they first hit and get that IC title, you're like, Yeah, okay, this is cool. And that's like kind of what happened with Brett and Roddy here, where you're like, I know Roddy Piper. Like I've seen him. Like, as a kid, I'm like, I know him. He's with all the older guys. Like, I know who he is, right? And I know what he's about. But here's this, like, newer guy that's coming on in Bret Hart in in our viewing world, right? And then he'll eventually go on and get the championship and be up in that upper echelon. But when you're seeing that star rise, it's the IC title means something when they have it. If, I mean, when they're taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, because you're seeing, like, a guy like Razor Ramon, when he's going to come in and then have it, he's, like, a force of nature. So yeah. you're like, oh, my God. And you're just so, like, just uh, the gimmick itself is so mesmerizing. As, a, as like, a kid, you're like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, Chico and, like, the bad guy, and, and he's a big dude, and it's cool. The same thing with Goldust, where you're like, I don't really understand what I'm watching. This is, like, a wild show that I'm seeing. So it mattered. But then if the gimmick doesn't, if the person in the gimmick don't evolve, to that like next level you're, you're kind of stuck so it's awesome when you look at it in a vacuum of like this is a stepping stone to the next thing and you can run it for six or eight months but then you really got to move that thing up to be at the top at least that's kind of what we talked about and that's how i feel yeah 
Yeah. And I kind of feel like now, like, Brett having it, like, nobody can kind of, like, touch him but Sean, it seems like. Because it just seems like he just got it. And, like, who's going to really beat him? Like, do you want Sergeant Slaughter to beat him? No. Do you want no. the Mountie to beat him? No. You're like, I've seen that already. I don't want that. No, and, like, the guys, like, I mean, I'd love to see, like, a Flair Brett thing. But Flair already had the... He doesn't care about he, that. He doesn't care about the icy belt. So, yeah, I mean... mean yeah, I think you're right. Once you break through the ceiling of the IC and you're up in that other area when you're in the heavyweight section, like, none of that... Like, maybe Undertaker, but again, he had the regular belt and he is yeah. kind of in his own realm. Um, He's absolutely... And it's funny now knowing that, like, what's going to happen at, Slummer, at SummerSlam with it. Because, like, it almost feels like the Bulldog at this point is kind of, like, not really doing much and they're not really pushing his storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we know that he is going to be in the IC match, the IC title match at SummerSlam. So, and I do feel I'm interested to see how that plays out. You know, yeah, and I do feel you know as we get more into the Hart Foundation storylines and stuff, I do feel that Davy Boy is a really, really, really good like IC European champion, mm-hmm. like placeholder guy. I really do because he really puts on a good match, and and he has so much charisma. Like it's, he's great. It's fun, and so I think he's perfect in that realm. Do I think like if they were like, hey, you know, we're gonna bank everything on Davy Boy versus Shawn Michaels, like for the heavyweight stuff? I don't know if that would have worked, but I do really like you know a lot of his matches. I think it's really cool, and I think that's a, again the best part that I've had rewatching this stuff with you is just talking about it and breaking it down as if we're seeing it now, but we know glimpses into the future, but we don't remember all this stuff because you had one chance to see it. Yeah. A lot of these superstar things, like as you're watching multiple promo cuts, and you see they're doing different promos. You only had one chance to see it. If you didn't see it, you weren't going to... It's also 30, it. 30, 30 years, years ago. ago. So, yeah. I mean, even if I saw it, I only have so much memory space in my brain to yeah. remember all but this I mean, stuff, like, you know? Like we said, you know, at the beginning of all of this, and we didn't say it on the podcast, but I mean, it's, it's what we said to each other as we were watching it. Um, a lot of my memories would come back and I'd be like, okay, I think I know how this ends. I think I know how that ends. I think this, I think that. And we didn't watch all those superstars the first couple of years. We watched Raw. We watched all the Raws and we watched all the pay-per-views. So when we're watching some of these pay-per-views, I remembered some of the things that happened because they are going to replay them on the superstars and everything else, try to get you to buy it again, but also to show you the new storylines. But the big thing that kind of stuck out was that like what you thought of, for example, Bret Hart and his title reign was not actually Bret Hart's title reign. Because in your mind, he had the title, let's say, at SummerSlam, and then you checked back in at the Royal Rumble, and he had it, or didn't have it. But then you saw him again at WrestleMania, and he had it. So in your mind, that eight months of your life, he was the champion. But then when you watch this stuff, and you're like, oh no, that actually didn't go that way. There was these other two or three or four things that happened in between. And also, it's, it's cool. your it's memories cool. are funny. Like, you could have watched the whole thing and still remember it that way. Like, it's just funny how our memories work, you know? Yeah. Um, it's really, really cool. And, I mean, I really enjoy it because it's 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 fun. You know, it's not, it's not hurting anybody, you know? It's not hurting anybody. Well, that's actually not true. People get hurt. I mean, people get hurt, but what, <laughs> what I mean is, like, it's not... Like, to go back and do this rewatch, you're not, it's not affecting anything. It's not hurting anybody. You get to just kind of experience it again. And if you never experience it, you get to watch all this nonsense. And it just fills a gap, especially a lot of people working from home. I mean, we're watching this really fast. Like, when we get 
to 94, I think we were talking about slowing down to just doing it like week by week. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in January, we'll, you know, get through 92, not get through, we'll do 92, 93 on the two week or three week, whatever it is. We'll try to get through these two years in, in one, and then we're going to do week by week. So it'll be like a year will be a full year because we'll have Monday Night Raw at that point. And we'll have other things. Um, and then you'll really get the feel of how this is supposed to go because we're just like powering through, you know, and like right. it's supposed to be a slow burn. With but, a lot of these views and stuff, and, you know, that's not really how we're experiencing but it. But at the same time, if and when we get to the Attitude Era type stuff, as you know... Oh, you didn't week, know? One week is five hours worth of content. Three, four, five hours worth of content. Right, you know, when, when right. We're, in, we're into the SmackDown Attitude Era, and then that's really where you're like, okay, this is a full-time commitment. Right. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's different, because that, that content is new. Right now, we're talking about stuff, like, I don't feel... Or at least kind of when I convinced you a little bit to do it this way. Like, I don't feel as bad because some of this stuff that we're talking about was filmed the same time we were talking about the stuff last week. And then this next stuff is going to be, you know, we're going to be talking about the same house show that was filmed. So they're they're also not really trying to press to put out as much new content. They're cutting this and putting in the promos to set things up for their next event. Right. And it's a lot of it's just a reminder. This guy exists. Uh This guy exists. Remember this guy? You know, um, so it's just a reminder. Hey, don't forget about him. He's still here. So let well, well, what we'll do then, because we're, we're kind of, we zigged a little, but come back, we'll talk about some of the promos that we saw. Mm-hmm. We saw a few Crush promos that were 90s fantastical, with young Crush showing his evolution, how he liked baseball, how he drank his milk, how he... Ate piles of cookies? Ate piles of cookies, because he's <laughs> Crush, and he's massive and and we did see what we thought may have been like a briscoe brothers body shop sighting where he's surrounded by all the cars that were crushed because he loves crushing things he was was surrounded by a lot of crushed cars and you just scream briscoe's body shop i'm looking at your notes here jen you Mm -hmm. said tataka has a lot of gratitude oh he has this promo where he's just i'm so thankful he's very thankful for all the the tribes and all the tribe leaders just all of them He's also very thankful for all the fans. And he's just expressing gratitude. And he's lifting his arms. And he's so grateful. And he's like not really beefing on anybody. He's just expressing gratitude. Okay. I feel like he got his gratitude journal out. He's um trying to live life in a vision more positive. Vision everything. Yes. He's looking at his vision board while... Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. We got a uh, couple other things here. You noted Sid rules things. So we know he rules the world. He, he does. He rules all these other things. He's reminding you with his promos. He's here. Yeah. He'll be here. We have a Macho Man is mad note where he's very mad about the, the kiss that was stolen from mm-hmm. Elizabeth. He doesn't like it. Not happy about that with Ric Flair. And again, we had Rick Martel wearing the fashion forward French um, style of stealing your opponent's feathers. He literally said this is what's going on in France in the fashion. Yeah. After he stole Tatanka's headdress, which was kind of awkward in the 90s. <laughs> you know you get what? away with that shit in the 90s. Like, it's just not going to work now. I mean, they, no. they changed the names no. of, like, six different professional sports teams that existed in the 90s because of how bad it was to Native American culture. And this guy's like, yeah, look at my beautiful feathers. Like, okay, relax. Well, not only that, like, during Tatanka's match where Rick Martel came out, like, it was a jobber match. Um, That commentary... It's so cringy. Cringy. It's so... I won't even... I mean, I'm not even going to, like, repeat the stuff, but it is... 90s were wild. 
Like, <laughs> the 90s are wild. And it's that, Cringe, that's man. the other part that's funny. If, if people that are wearing all these 90s band shirts and going through all of this stuff, like, yo, and if you remotely have any interest in any of this stuff, time capsule-wise, just throw on a couple of these episodes because 90s are wild. Yeah. Like, the things that were said that went, that accompanied these outfits and this fashion and everything, it was, like... Also, like... No filter on anything. Rick Martel. I just don't understand the accent. I, it really takes me out of the character. Yeah, we talked about it. I think it's I have a hard... Yeah. Yeah, I think that is what it's supposed to be. He's Canadian. It's just really hard for me to get... To mm. buy this gimmick at all. Maybe French-Canadian. Maybe that's why he's doing France. I mean, it's not... I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's definitely... The mic skills are, are tough. I think his mic skills would be better if there wasn't, like, this accent that he's trying to do. What to, if that's you know? really his accent? Oh, my God. Like, what if he really talks like that? And he's <laughs> and I'm just like, for real? shitting on the guy's accent. Right? Like, oh, what if no. that's how he really talks? What if he's from, like, a province in Quebec or something, and he's really French-Canadian, <laughs> and that's really how he talks, and you're just making fun of how the man talks? It's pretty... Well, we'll have to get back to you on that, not, because I really hope that's not true. Not uh, oh, shit. Last note we have here is the <clears throat> new event center set. Right? It's Throwing me. it back there a bunch. It's new. Looks official. Looks official. Not surrounded by 35 TVs. No, it looks uh, very Saved by the Bell 90s-esque. And then let's... Uh, also, wait. Just talk about the promos again for one second. Sure. Where's the barbershop? Where's the funeral parlor? We lost all of these awesome... Like, they're, the last three weeks, at least, they haven't been there. It's just Mean Gene doing interviews in the arena. Well, um, we, know that, we know that Hulk and Brutus and them, they're kind of gone, right? So the barbershop is gone. Piper's pit is gone. He's gone. He's not... He's He left, too, right? He's wow, gone. we lost a lot of people. So we don't have any of that. And I think just the whole funeral parlor thing... How but, do you bring Berserker to the funeral parlor? I mean... It, I mean, we're talking, you, you just bring them on because the thing is, is that the funeral parlor is fucking insane to begin with. Well, we'll see. We'll see kind of how that goes because I know in the future we are going to start getting Heartbreak Hotels, which we never watched. Kings Court and the Kings Court. And the Kings Court. Yeah, we haven't really seen many Heartbreak uh-huh. Hotels because so we didn't watch be, the Superstars. I mean, they do bring that gimmick back. Like, you don't have to worry. that The idea of having like a... But I, I think part of it, too, is just, again, coming off that WrestleMania, th- this is only the second quote-unquote show, right? So they had that first show April 9th, and now this one's April 29th. So that's true. So I think true. that's part of it. They don't have, like, that nice backlog. Because, I mean, when we discussed the Legendary Barbershop incident in early January, that was filmed in December when they filmed all that stuff. So we may see something in the next week, two weeks, three weeks that fills that void that they filmed there. Maybe, but I am pretty sure that when Sid destroys the barbershop that's like either the last barbershop sighting or yeah well yeah so that's gone but I'm more concerned about the funeral parlor but you know what I mean but that's what I mean I think that maybe when I think maybe like let's say this show maybe they do it on the April 29th one but maybe we don't see it till like end of May and then at that point it's like building for the feud that's going to be there in August or whatever. I don't know, Pat. I think we just have to wait for Kings Court and Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah, they're coming. I think that's... They're coming, I think, in But remember, Mean Gene did... You know, I will say this. When they don't have that, they do have the Mean Gene interviews. Oh, yeah. They did have that. And they had him interview the uh, Macho Man. 
And I think they had him interview. They had him interview Macho Man one episode, Sid one episode, yeah. and Rick Martel. So they did. And then the him. one that we covered last episode that we did, he interviewed Ultimate Warrior with the kids. And that's when Sid came out and he called him a bunch of little brats. And I enjoyed yep. that. <laughs> Very much. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. But, yeah. it. But he was doing that anyway. Like, you would get a Mean Gene Hulk Hogan interview, and then you'd also get a funeral parlor silly time. I'm just saying, we'll check in next episode and see if we actually, if when we finish out May, we'll see if we actually got one of those. And then we can go back and say, okay, so they filmed one thing there, right? Because it's one of those things where I think, like, think if every week you had a funeral parlor segment. Or I don't think that they, I'll I'll say this. I don't think they were as forward-thinking as they get in the Attitude Era, where every week you start with, like, a 15-minute corporate Well, of course not. Discussion. No, 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 but I mean, like, think about the Attitude Era and think about it now. Every but we're not talking about the Attitude Era. We're talking about this. And the thing is, is that I'm not getting... The thing about the Attitude Era, too, is you're getting, like, a, a ridiculous amount of real... of matches of people you know facing off other... Uh, but, like, I just want a dose of silliness in my 90s wrestling. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to, like, figure out why they're there or not there. I'm just commenting on the fact that they haven't been there in, like, four weeks. I haven't had a ridiculous setting for someone to air to air a grievance, a beef, or but a love. they don't have grievances. That's what I'm trying to say. They're establishing the grievances. They've just established that, allegedly, the Berserker is now going to have a grievance with The Undertaker. But who else has a grievance they need to air in a funeral parlor? Currently, nobody. And all I'm saying to you is... When you're thinking about it, is just remember, we are watching one thing that was four or five hours. I bet there will be a segment in the next three we watch to fill that gap. But if they did it every week, that would then mean that every week you tune into the same thing and it would get staler. And so I think as you see the evolution, they realize that, okay, if we take the silliness and combine it with live people to set up our card it's better and i think that's where the attitude error pulls it out okay but we're not talking about the attitude error but okay we're not but i'm saying the i'm just saying the idea of the barbershop okay so let's move on you had uh on here you want to talk about coco beware's parrot frankie he's your friend yeah but then i got really upset because you said i bet that parrot could still be alive And I said, let me look it up. And then I found out that the parrot was really Coco Beware's friend and his pet. And he loved that parrot. And then the parrot died in a house fire in like 2001 or 2009 or 2001, 2001. And it made me sad because he still could be alive, but he's not. Yeah, that was sad. And we had a a Kamala sighting. Yeah, talk about cringe. Anyway. The Ugandan giant. We had (laughs) Crush, as we mentioned, his promos and his premiere. And then uh, the new event center. Outside of that, we had uh, the big push, the big thing to tie back into what you were talking about, which is what I wanted to save. All of the silliness and all of the fun is taken out of the room because we are promoting the WBF, the World Bodybuilding Federation. Mm-hmm. All that extra time you're talking about is being devoted to talking about and promoting this other show that's on Saturday, the WBF All-Stars, featuring Vinnie Mac. Man, he loves muscles. Uh huh. There's a magazine he has. He's got his federation, and he's got the wonderful Lex Luger, who's there, riding motorcycles and doing bodybuilding type things. Being large. 
So there is, they do promote a family feud that I guess is happening around this time with um, some wrestling peeps versus the WBF peeps. So we're going to try and find that. Uh, As far as I could see, it was Bobby Heenan, Sensational Sherry, uh, I think Brian Nobbs, uh, and two other fellas. um, We're going to try to find it. Yeah, we're going to, we're really want to. Next week. And then when I was looking for that, not only did I find a WBF versus WWF um, tug of war competition. Which I immediately knew who won. Uh-huh. I also, and Jim Duggan heading, coaching the WBF people. So I think we found where he went. Spoiler alert, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> I also found a family feud from 93, which I cannot wait to get to. That is Good guys versus bad guys. I'm there. Of 93. So. And I remember watching this as a kid because I loved Family Feud. Obviously love wrestling. And I remember being so excited the week that this happened. So. I'm excited. I hope we can find that to rewatch that. Yeah. It should be pretty good. I, I think it'll be fun. That's what we're going to try to do is watch that, that first Family Feud. And we're going to earmark when the next one is so that we can talk about it. I'm still looking for whatever this Saturday morning WBF show was, so hopefully we can find that. Looks like it's scrubbed from everything. I, I, yeah. I would imagine that's a lot of Ico Pro sightings going on in there. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you've got to want it is the slogan they keep saying with the WBF. But as we know, oh really? Yeah, as you know, if you jump out of the line of kayfabe, um, WBF is going to fold. It's going to be involved in the steroid scandal and all that. Other Which stuff. is wild because that's happening now. Like that steroids. Scandal is happening at this time. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that we're pushing this WBF and, like, listen, not to make assumptions, but those boys aren't looking, like, you know, natural. So, like, I just don't under... Like, it's just so counterintuitive to me that, like, you're... Because it's I think wild. that they've created their own... I think what it is, without doing any... Just off the top of my head, because I think they've created their own thing. So then that's why they're, like... Here we are judging our own thing as our own, like, brand versus, like, this is the strongman competition or this is the Olympics where, like, these are lifters that, like, are tested. Like, I don't think these people are tested. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, it's, it's still... It's, it's still... Cre- he's created his own world. Sure, but it's still, like, maybe calm down with the muscles until after this shit passes. No, because, because if you made... A contract and you need the money and you've gotten this crap on TV now. Now you want to put it out there. Sure. And so that's, you know, it's the money grab. WBF. Join it. You gotta <laughs> want it. You gotta want it. So who do you think won this week, Jen? Um. The show we created. This three hour superstar show. Who do I think won? I don't know. Who do you think won? I have a couple of contenders but i don't think there was any obvious winner of these three weeks i mean i'm gonna say i think crush won because he's new he's got an absolutely epic mullet he definitely won the hair for me um you know came out kicked kato's ass he's humongous he's wearing neon you know his promos are his promos won for me so, yeah, I'm going crush. I think the winner of this week is going to surprise you. Shawn Michaels. 
because we are still doing the Shawn Michaels has left the building gimmick. Oh, that just started. That uh, well, no, no, no. We're going to be doing that for a while. I mean, the push. This is the beginning of the push of twenty four seven WWF Shawn Michaels content, and so <laughs> I, I think that like, which is I, your favorite? Yeah, to just I mean, hear about him. During I mean, the- on the third go through now, like it's it's a little endearing when you see that this would have been week to week. They're really reminding you exactly who he was. So I think he kind of won. And then knowing that there was that dark match, that probably was pretty cool. And yeah, knowing, I'm sad though. Some that... of his promos are really good, and I still like him with Sherry. So I'm well, he's good on the mic, man. He's yeah, he. You could Sean. tell even in the beginning when the promos are cheesy, AF, hmm. that he he can do it. You know. And I think this is before, I mean, obviously, I don't know, but I think this is before he actually settles nicely into his gimmick and mm-hmm. kind of becomes this person. I think exactly. it's still, like, he's still kind of really acting with it, you know? as That's what I think, anyway. Now, um, in, in terms of a loser, I think the loser of the week was, um, for me, anyway, I think the loser was Rick Martel. Okay. I just think that this doesn't age that well. Yeah. And so that's why I think he's the loser. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean... Rick Martel or or uh, Slaughter. But yeah, you know what? I'll give it to Rick Martel. Because the thing is, is I, I feel like we missed the mark here sometimes with him. Because I, also, we weren't there in the earlier part of his career watching him. Right. Right. So it's kind of like hard again when you jump in. Because um, sometimes I watch his matches and I'm like, oh, he's good. You know, he's a really good worker and he's good. And like his gimmick for me personally just misses the mark with the accent and, and stuff. Like I know it's going to be gimmicky and silly, but like, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't, it didn't age well with stealing the feathers and making fun of, you I, know, I the, the, the culture. It, it, it's, yeah, it's kind of gross. It's so. a lot for me that I just don't think. And it's just going to get worse. I mean, with other, with other people in Tatanka, it's going to get worse. But yeah, I'll agree. Rick Martel. Um, what was your favorite match? My favorite match? Probably that Sergeant Slaughter thing. Yep. hundred percent. That's mine. Because it's Ric Flair and yeah. Slaughter. And it was actually a right. good match. Um, you get all the flair things. He plays possum. He does a slaps. Um, he, I mean, Slaughter basically dominates most of the match. And then you get Mountie on the side with this box. And it's like, what's in the box? What's yep. in the box? And it turns out to, of course, be a shock stick, which Vince will tell you is at least 110 volts. Um, you know, and then there's a whole celebration after flair wins because of the shock with flair and Mountie and Jimmy Hart. And it's just... It's just actually good wrestling. It's also like a long enough match. Mm-hmm. And there's some fun, silly shenanigans going on. So that to me was my favorite match. Probably would be Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, if I could see it. That's the thing. If I could see it. Because those are my boys. But um. So I'm going to put two more together. I think you already mentioned it. Best promo, best hair, crush. 100%. Yeah. I mean, just... Just he's here now with his Iggy Bricky Hard mullet. Perfect oh, timing because we're right, we're right there. Tell his mullet. Money grab. I think we've already covered it. The WBF. WBF. We're we're blowing it out. If you like wrestling, you must like body movement. That's. Um, I mean, I'm gonna tell you. I like the silliness and chicanery of wrestling. I don't care about the body movement. Yeah, I think most boys together, probably but. like the bigger guys because it's like, whoa, this guy is huge and it's crazy and impressive. Um, I always tended to not 
like someone based on their size. Like, it, it never was really a factor. Like, some of the bigger guys I love, like Taker and Sid, but I don't know. I always thought the little guys that can jump around and actually do more technical stuff were more fun to watch for me, so for me, the bodybuilding was not it. But, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that covers it. I think that we talked about all we can talk about for these three weeks. The next episode that's dropping next week, we're going to get back to our scheduled times. We've had some we've had some visitors, we've had some company, and we've got a little messed up with these times. We're still new here. Um, but we actually came up with a couple of decent gimmicks. Like I said, we're talking we're already yeah. talking about our 92 draft. And we're also going to do a 93 draft where we're going to kind of set up all the rosters and go through them and talk about who we would want, create kind of like our best We're going to we're going to have some uh, guests pop in for some stuff. But next week we're doing the last 3 weeks of May. So this is Last week of April, first two weeks of May, we just covered. Next week, we're doing the last three weeks of May. And then so, that'll set us up for middle of March at that cutoff line. We'll be right into... Right into June. Right into June. And then we're going to be barreling right towards our friend Razor Ramon. <sighs> I can't freaking wait to get Razor Ramon. He's his His promos, like his introductory promos, mm-hmm. absolute gold. I agree. Chico. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Just as gold as the chains around his neck. And I also can't wait. We're going to also be getting Savio Vega in here soon. Oh, like, that's not for a while. It's just fun. I'm just thinking about some of these people that are going to be coming back that are just fun. They're all like together. Like him and Savio. I know. It's fun. I'm excited. I'm excited for... Uh, uh, and I know... <laughs> I'm so excited for like 94, 95. Anyway. Jen? Yeah. It's been real. It's been fun. What did we learn? We learned that anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation. And sometimes those dark matches can be the beginning of works. Oh.